0: First off, we need an Instagram, or we you need an Instagram.
1: No, we no we need an Instagram. I I realize that, but like bad underscore wallpaper was taken, so I gave up instantly.
0: <laughs> Twitter is dying; it's a dying breed.
1: Yeah, I'm like thirty. I love Twitter; it's cool.
0: <laughs> I, I I like Twitter as well, but everybody's on Instagram now.
1: We gonna be one of those
2: people that from from the bad wallpaper account just friend requests everybody and is like. Follow back, follow back, follow back.
1: Just just Dude, building that Jack, you you get assaulted on Instagram for having like over 500 followers. You say like, oh, here's a picture of me and my friend today or yesterday you posted that. And then you had like three people say, like, hey, do you want to do a collab? Like, what what do they think they're gonna collab on?
0: So these collab accounts, they're all fake. So they will be a real company, which most of them I've never even heard of, but you go to the collab account and they'll have a link in the Instagram for the actual company. And then you go there and it's like they have a million followers, whatever. And it's like a real thing. And then you look at the account that posts are in your your comments on your posts, And it's like, okay, this is so fake. But it happens like quite often. I don't know why.
1: Oh, so they're like trying to get you to click on like. Nike's, but like the K is actually like a less than sign. And I
0: honestly don't know what their end game is because I've never replied to any of them.
2: But for real, though, I was thinking, like, we could just do, like, kind of daily stories of, like, listening to this or something and, like, or we're going to talk about this this week or something. I don't know. Like, it's just about constant content that you're putting out and then build the following from that, like. But, I mean, it's tricky because you have to, like, actually, like, get people to, like.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we're in this weird middle ground between being serious and not serious. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like, if you're too serious, it's weird. But if you're not serious enough, it's just going to die. You know, so it's like... Yeah. There's a little seriousness there of like, oh, it would be cool if this took off, right?
0: (laughs) I'm just saying Instagram is where it's at.
1: Look, we can get on there. I just got to then like learn another thing to say and like... Kind of go like, "Hey, follow us on the Gram," or is it Insta? Head the is it Grant the Gram or Insta?
0: It's the Gram.
1: It's the Gram.
0: <laughs> no, there's some pi- one podcast I listen to they call it the Gram.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I'll call it I'll call it the gram. Maybe that'll catch on. If I say it's the gram enough, will people put that on a T shirt?
0: I mean, if you want T shirts, I can hook you up. <laughs> oh man, I if know. there's what.
1: If there's one person I know, like if someone was like, hey, does someone know how to get t-shirts? I would be like, I know a guy, (laughs) and it would be you. So apparently
2: we have a band policy of only having band members whose names start with J. Is that like an official thing now?
1: I think that is band policy. I know a bass player's name is Joe. You um, got got a bass player named Joe. I do.
0: I, I got the fourth J.
1: Is it I mean, Joe
2: Mama? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no comeback from that, Jake? No. <laughs> just just done. I think I just gave up on that one. I was going to say maybe we could get like a, a chain-smoking piano player named Joe Camel, but that's a dumb joke compared to Joe Mama. Joe <laughs> Mama's comedy gold.
2: <laughs> there's <laughs> There's got to be a like, Joe Mama's so fat, she plays the bass somehow. Like, I don't, I don't know how to make that work, but like...
1: Okay, we're workshopping it now. It's in there though. somewhere. <laughs> there's a joke in let's, there. We got to excavate it. Let's
2: yes and that. Come on.
1: Yeah, let's yes <laughs> and that. I realize i've been like no ending you be like hey jake you want to hear something really funny and be like no <laughs> shut, shut up that's I don't want to hear it.
2: <laughs> it turns out this isn't an improv podcast so that's probably perfectly appropriate
1: yeah we've got decades of musical experience here um and zero uh ucb classes so i think uh we're gonna stick to music <laughs> rather than comedy
2: i have seen barry does that help
1: yeah I don't know what that is. So you haven't seen Barry? Oh, it's so good. Oh, Barry. I thought you said buried. Mm.
0: Barry is the HBO Bill Hader thing, right?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. And he, he decides instead of being a contract killer, he wants to be a, a improv comedian.
0: That's very noble of him.
1: I think it is very noble of him. It's almost like two
2: software engineers and a merch guy wanting to be podcasters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> slash bandmates, we, we are not only one or the other. We're a pure synthesis of two ideas.
0: I am more than a merch guy. <laughs> How long does it take you guys to record a 40-minute podcast? Oh, like an hour and a half.
2: <laughs> we thought we were getting better at it.
1: Hey, welcome to the show. We're Bad Wallpaper. We've got a plan to create an album in one year by writing some music every week. We'll take our favorites, expand them into full songs, and then record our album at the end of a year. You can follow along on Spotify. And please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe and give us a review. Follow us on Twitter at Bad underscore Wallpaper. So, Jared. Jake. Yeah, thank you. I, <laughs> I kind of left you hanging there. I didn't <laughs> tell you that I was expecting a response. <laughs> But, well, Jared, we we have a third member of Bad Wallpaper here, and I am extremely excited to bring him on board. A uh, lifelong friend, a great drummer. We have Jack Goki. Jack.
2: Yes. What's up, Jake? What's up, Jared? Welcome to the band. Well, thank Welcome you. Welcome to the
1: pod. Welcome to the band.
2: Happy to be here.
1: So... Just
2: to to clear the air, we've already set the precedence that we don't know anything at all what we're talking about, so there's no expectation to be right ever. Just say what you want to say.
0: Makes me feel a little better then, because I don't know what I'm talking about
1: either. I'm pretty sure I called
2: somebody the the Beatles of the 80s, completely (laughs) uh, unsighted last week, so don't worry about it.
1: pretty sure you called like somebody else like the chris cornell of the 60s i didn't i didn't (laughs) understand that reference but you know i'll just follow along so so jack i introduced you as the the drummer uh how long you've been playing drums my dude
0: oh that's a good question i guess i mean i guess since i was six I guess I think that's where my parents got me a kid, but really started playing, I guess, with you it was the first time I actually started playing with the band. We started playing like middle school, you know, yeah. doing that whole thing and then just kind of took off from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we used to just like do a little sleepover. We'd oh, get, yes. We'd, we'd get the the guitar and the drums going. We were like 12 and we're both terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we'd do that until your parents would get mad. Uh, that we were drumming at you know eleven thirty at night, and then we'd watch like a VHS and eat jalapeno poppers. That's that's how I remember it. I don't know if you, I don't know that if you is remember all exactly of how it happened. And then it carried over
0: because <laughs> then you and your wife came and visited me and my wife, and you and I were in our little music room that we have playing, and then my wife yelled at us because we were being too loud, and she was afraid the neighbors would complain.
2: I can already see the the band bio. Uh, that's gonna be written about us, and it's gonna be like Jake and Jack met when they were in the criminally underrated middle school band that
1: tore up the Chesterfield scene. <laughs> <laughs> those early demo tapes that they recorded on like uh, a play microphone, uh, those were actually some of the most influential recordings of the early two thousands. A lot of a lot of bands came out of that, like the Strokes. I think we can, we could say the Strokes came from uh, our early demo tapes. That that raw ferocity. And that's that's
2: why they lost their edge after the first two albums. They they just ran out of inspiration from.
1: Yeah. Middle we school. We didn't put out much material. So so Jack, I I do have one question for you. Shoot. What's your what's what's your Instagram handle?
0: So. It is Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, underscore, okay. stash sure. S-T-A-C-H-E.
1: So, Jack, I, I, I come to understand that you have a mustache.
0: That would be correct.
1: When would you say your mustache became your personality?
0: I would say the moment of conception.
1: <laughs> the moment of conception. You knew from that moment, like... You needed a Tom Selleck mustache in order to complete your persona. I, I thought it might be... Him.
2: Jump in. I thought it might be <laughs> at six years old when you got your, your drum set for the first time.
0: Well, you see, I believe it was a uh, February day in 2016. Um, you know, grown out a full beard, decided to shave it. make my girlfriend at the time, wife now mad, and she did get mad, and then it just stuck
1: yeah i think she never stopped getting mad i think she just somehow found a way to get even
0: oh yes every morning we wake up and she's like son of a gun he still has a stash
2: it's crazy that you had the instagram handle before that happened though
1: (laughs) you
0: know i i I just knew my calling i guess at a young age
1: prophetic (laughs) so jared i think we usually start this podcast by talking about uh What is up? And I'm gonna elect you to go first, per usual. What is up? All right. So I have I I need uh, some advice. I'm great at advice.
2: it was my wife's birthday uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: Great. And forget.
2: uh, No, definitely did
1: not. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Good start.
2: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Pretty pretty down now after six years of matrimony um no but so for her birthday we went on a uh we got an airbnb with some friends like six friends and uh went up to the whidbey islands nice island life in the pacific northwest yeah but anyway so it was a nice airbnb had a washer and dryer we uh Did, like, a load of laundry while we were there, and, um, whenever we were, like, taking the clothes out of the dryer, there was this shirt that none, no one out of, like, everyone in the house, like, recognized, um, and it was this super awesome Wilco, like, OG shirt, it's, like, just said Wilco, has a lion on it, it says Chicago, Illinois, had a little paint stain on it, um. That's the coolest t-shirt one could discover. And so like we took it home because it needed a needed a home. Right. But I mean, how weird is that? Like, it's my size. It's just it's a band I really appreciate. But now it's like, you know, I feel I feel like I can't wear it because it's, you know, obviously not my shirt. It's some strange I feel like,
1: shirt. I, I feel like it's like the one ring in that like it, it fit to you perfectly so that you would take it with you. And now it's it's like slowly poisoning your mind. It's it's got a hold on you. This Wilco Jeff, shirt.
2: J- Jeff Tweedy does kind of look like Smeagol, so.
1: So the the Wilco shirt's just sitting in your closet right now. <laughs> are you?
2: Uh, uh, I mean, you know, we we like washed it again just to make sure, even though we knew smart. we washed it that's <laughs> once. <very smart. laughs> but yeah, just chilling there, just chilling, <laughs> waiting, check. waiting to be worn. <laughs>
1: I think you got to wear it to a concert. I think that's the move—is you got to break it out for a concert specifically.
2: Yeah, my luck, like some huge dude's
1: gonna be like, "That's my shirt." (laughs) Some huge dude that wears the same (laughs) size shirt as you. I think let's double let's (laughs) let's circle back on that. I don't think that's gonna be the case, personally. I mean, maybe maybe it's
2: it's been a while, and he's
1: booked. I've been lifting weights every day so I can finally <laughs> confront the man that stole my Wilco shirt. He's sore on man.
2: He's got the he's got the the Nazgul out looking for it. <laughs> anyway, Jake, heard you uh, went out to dinner tonight, treat, yeah, I, treating the Missy. Missy, Missy. I did hop back
1: the the Missy. I don't yeah. like that at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, before, right before we recorded here, I went to a nice Italian restaurant, uh, East Coast Italian. I assume they know what they're doing, uh, but it was delicious. You know, sometimes you just got to go out for a nice dinner. And what'd you get? You know, I, I got the tasting menu because I'm a fancy lad. Fancy, the, bougie man. And they were like, here's a little treat. And I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> and they said, it's got... To Barata in it and i said thank you and i don't know what that (laughs) means but i got it uh but yeah you know i i've i've had a good year at work my wife's had a good year at work you know we were just we wanted to go out and celebrate uh and sometimes you got to get the little tasting menu you got to be a fancy little boy and you got to have some treats
2: i feel like that's like a veiled like Hey, come on, band! If we do well, I'll, I'll take you out to a, to a treat.
1: Yeah, with I mean, the if burrata. You, if you guys are <laughs> ever up in uh, the Boston area, we can go to the finest burrata place on the South End.
2: Honestly, I was also distracted by thinking about toasted raviolis. I Ooh, went to a wedding once, Louis the, to like or to once, uh, just like <clears throat> a couple months ago, and they had toasted raviolis, but it was in Utah, and it was not good. It was clearly like the bridal party's request of like can we have toasted raviolis and the utah caterer being like what
1: (laughs) yeah what does that mean
2: (laughs) was was just
0: in st louis this past weekend had the opportunity to get toasted ravs for an appetizer my
1: dad said no honestly it's like the arch you know you go up in the arch when you're a kid and you're like this is the greatest thing i'm so i'm so happy about my heritage as a st Louisan. But then later, you're like, eh, I could skip it. There's other things that I could try.
0: I respect your opinion, but it's trash.
1: I want to
2: hear this dog walking story.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I do have a dog walking story. Um, so it's very nice weather. Uh, I, I've been walking my dogs a lot. Really love it. We have a nice park right next to our uh, our house. And so I was walking my dog, Daisy. And she's, she's still learning her leash, like, etiquette, you know? She still pulls a lot. She's got a lot of issues. But, you know, I, I like to praise her when she does a good job. And, and she, sometimes she sees another dog, and she starts pulling like crazy. She starts going nuts. So I, I, I like, try and calm her down and, and praise her a little bit. So I was walking my dog, and uh, she saw another dog and, like, pulled a little bit, but then came back. And I was like just trying to encourage her just trying to praise her and i go oh good girl you know good girl uh the walker of the other dog looks me right in the eyes like i had just like cat called her and i was like terrified that this this random woman thought i was like saying good girl to her oh, while no. she was walking her dog so then I go, oh, you want a treat? Oh, here's a treat, baby. Okay, okay, you're a good girl. Oh, yes. You know, I had to, like, double down, but make it very clear I was talking about my dog. What's it like being back from tour, Jack? You've been on the road for a while. What's it like being back at home, like the rest of us schmucks?
0: Yeah, it's great. It's definitely an adjustment. Um, <laughs> definitely learning to, trying to learn to go to bed early so my wife's a teacher so she's in bed by like 9 30 10 usually and I'm used to being up till three or four and then sleeping till you know nine or ten and now it's I'm still up till two or three and waking up with her at 6 15 so it's being tired all the time but you know it's great
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're used to being tired all the time on the road. And, you know, you're basically just living the college lifestyle of, like, sleeping as late as possible so you can stay up till, like, some stupid ungodly hour, like 3 a.m.
0: Living the college lifestyle, but being, you know, six years older than I was in the college lifestyle, which might not sound like a lot, but...
1: I mean, but don't we wish we could all... Don't we wish we could all do that? Because I definitely should not have been allowed to, like have the perfect lifestyle when i was 19. i didn't know what i was doing
0: that's fair that's fair you schedule all your classes so you have no 8 a.m's and you're just oh, you man. know staying what a up life. late oh it, it is a life
1: uh but now's probably a good time to talk about what we've been listening to okay uh,
0: another random question
1: yeah, go for am it.
0: I suppose, am I supposed to be making riffs? Because that is not no, in my no, wheelhouse. No no. Of, okay, no, no, no. Okay. No.
1: So my thought was we've got these riffs, and we're going to vote now, basically, like today, for what's our favorite. Right. Um. But then we're going to try and extend that out into a full demo, right? So if we're going to actually go into the studio and record an album, I'd like to have, you know, like a good dozen demos pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean... You can tell me if that's an insane thought or a bad thought or a no, good thought. No, I mean that's
0: yeah. all that does is save money.
1: Exactly. So, can you like, usually I mean,
0: do the demos while you're in the studio. Well, exactly. You can voice memos or whatever on your phone, and you right. go to the studio with those, make the demos, and then you start recording to the recording demos. Recording over then, the
1: demos. That's
0: yeah. why people end up being in the studio for a month to record a nine-song album.
2: That's fifty thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> the 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 my vision of this whole thing is like it's like we're filming a documentary of like we're doing this because like we want to write an album and this is a useful way to structure it so that we like are writing and keep on a schedule for writing and then ideally like hopefully like right we actually have something really cool to show for it and then we'll have this like experience to look back on of like wow we actually got to document how we wrote this album and so yeah i mean i don't know that's that's where it goes like and i mean we're kind of approaching it right now from like here's a guitar riff but like i think it will really morph into more like here's how this song like evolves and what it means um and yeah But it's also a chance to talk about the music we like and the music that inspires us.
1: All right. So, guys, uh, let's talk about what we've been listening to lately. Uh, We don't have another clip today, but uh, let's still talk about what we've been listening to. I know, personally, I've been listening to the new Snail Mail album. I don't know if you guys have hit that up yet.
2: Valentine.
1: Valentine. Jack, are you a Snail Mail fan?
2: I
0: have listened to some of their stuff but
1: i have not done the deep dive yeah yeah so actually greg introduced me to snail mail they had like an ep they had an ep and it was awesome and it was just like uh the lead singer Lindsay. she had like recorded the whole thing and then just released this ep and it was crazy and i think from like a diy music perspective very inspirational Uh, but she released a great album lush a while a couple years ago And now she's back with Valentine. And I I would say it's a great album, Uh, short and sweet. Every song is great, no filler. Uh, But I I think the the first album just has such a soft spot in my heart that I I think I still uh, prefer that one so far. But I'm going to keep listening.
2: It's a very... I mean, I felt like it was a pretty different production direction. Like, Mm -hmm. I really loved... like the gritty DIY guitar. Like she was like almost a guitar prodigy of like, she could do these amazing things. And I think she was still in high school for that first album. Yeah. Um, talking about stuff. I don't actually know. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Just
1: confidently say it
2: (laughs) confidently. Uh, this album is much more, uh, softer produced. I, I got like angel Olsen kind of vibes. Mm. Uh, and leaned more on her voice, which which is a really interesting and like unique part. And yeah, then definitely. there were moments where she could like step out with like a guitar solo to shine, but it wasn't like she was holding down the track with the with her guitar. Uh, and I kind of like I miss that older sound. Like I I enjoyed the album. Like I saw mm-hmm. it as like a growth moment, like a solid sophomore effort, but not definitely. a. Uh, like, a favorite that I'm going to go back to, like I did with the first album.
1: Yeah, and, and I hope I come around on a little more and, you know, those songs become a little more classic as singles to me, but uh, so far I'm just enjoying it, and it really sent me down a rabbit hole of kind of uh, 2000s uh, indie pop, you know, like The National and Wilco and stuff. because yes. uh, Because Snail Mail always, like, it, it, it feels like it's embodying that spirit of like kind of like the 2000s moody rock and roll uh and and i just love going back to the national and wilco and i i feel like every fall i kind of go that direction because they're so homey to me it
2: is definitely a good fall weather good fall music fall weather music there we go we got there yeah uh I have been in that same kind of space like we were talking a couple weeks ago about, but uh, I've kind of evolved that. I've been getting a lot into Jenny Lewis again and Ooh, yeah. like the whole Rilo Kylie backlog uh, <laughs> that she has. Um, it's just, she is like the singer-songwriter uh, kind of archetype that I look up to the most, I think. Mm-hmm. Um the way that she's able to just use like the unique abilities of her like songwriting and her voice to craft unique songs out of sometimes like standard like chord progressions, but then other times like really interesting and unique production and stuff is really inspiring. Um, and I've also been listening to a lot of Harumi Hosono. Don't have, know you, what that means. have you ever checked him out, Jake? I don't know what that means. All right. So, I, I will say, first off, that I don't know a ton of the, the bio of, of the artist, but he was a, like, 60s and 70s, uh, and, but he's still active now, so all the way up through uh, Japanese artist. And mm-hmm. he clearly was, like, influenced by the, like, Western sound, so the whole British invasion, but also just mm. kind of that guitar, singer, songwriter archetype yeah but translated into um yeah I, the the japanese market but he also sings in english uh and even more so i think like he's like competing essentially he's like trying to find that niche in in the japanese market of people who would want to buy a beatles album but then like <laughs> but here's an artist like from uh that's local that i can listen to that's doing the same kind of thing and the way that he distills those same vibes like it's so interesting and uh i really really enjoyed it definitely would recommend checking him out
1: yeah sounds like great pop music
2: yeah absolutely
1: jack what have you been hitting up
0: so i've been kind of doing the dive on albums that came out while i've been away with work that i have been (laughs) able to i listened to them when they came out but wasn't really paying attention So yeah I saw this dude Noah Gunderson he opened up for a band that I went to go see and became obsessed with him he came off a new album like a month and a half maybe ago and he it's a fantastic album um he has a song that he had that featured Phoebe Bridgers um and it is just fantastic the song is called Atlantis um and it's musically not the most complex song except the lyrics like it's kind of goes all in on about how he it's very dramatic in the first and second verse and then in the chorus he says maybe i'm just being dramatic and that just kind of makes it amazing for me like lyrically it's just such a fantastic song yeah it's it's very
1: personal to like kind of be like oh yeah i know i'm being dramatic but it's like very much so
0: and it's you can I mean, relate to that. And you put Phoebe Bridges on a song mm-hmm. now, and it's just going to go insane. And nothing else matters. Exactly, which, exactly. But it's just, lyrically, it's such just a great song, and it's just, I've been jamming to it nonstop recently. The whole album yeah. in general, but especially this song.
1: Yeah, we had a roommate in college who was a ginormous Noah Gunderson fan. And so I've heard a lot of Noah Gunderson's big songs, like the, you know a lot of really great folk tunes and i think the guy just writes fantastic emotional music
0: oh yeah he's fantastic like i'm completely obsessed with him
2: so it's been three weeks we have so it's been three weeks we have three tracks each so six riffs i think it's time to take a look back at that jake what do you think
1: i think it's decision time jared I think we need to decide what we are going to proceed with and what is going to the scrap heap of podcast history. Uh, luckily, we have Jack here. We have a neutral third party who uh, knows a lot about music but uh, did not make any of these tracks so he could look at them a little more objectively. Jack, we're really excited you're here.
0: Yes, you do not have to worry about voting for each other because you want to be the bigger person or voting for yourself and feeling like a jerk so we are gonna kind of tie that or not tie we're gonna end the tie of that vote right here
1: yeah but jack if you vote against me i will no longer be your friend so i will a little pressure here
0: maybe jared's a better friend than you
1: yeah jared probably is a better friend than me
2: we really bonded you know
1: at your uh, wedding jake yeah i should not not have introduced my friends <laughs> to each other
2: all right so what's the format here are you gonna play all three of yours and then i'll play all three of mine yeah or? well let's
1: play all three of mine and then discuss mine uh and then we'll pick one of mine and then we'll play all three of yours we'll discuss yours and then pick one of yours cool i like that i like it too i gotta share my audio
0: you just took over my entire screen. I don't know how you did that. Are you hacking me right now?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> hacking you. You, If you give me $50, I'll stop hacking you.
0: Well, there's a picture of my credit card on my desktop. So please don't okay. hack me.
1: Yeah, well, show me that real quick and then we'll be good. Okay, let me, let me get all these bad boys up. Let me get my bad boys going. Bad boys, bad boys. What you, what you gonna, gonna do? do? Okay, so... Here is week one from me. No comments. You're not allowed to talk about it yet. Here's week two. 3 Jack's never heard this one before. Never heard it. I Let's mean, go. samples we're looking at uh jack i would love to hear your first opinion here
0: i i like the third one personally it's very different than the other two which is maybe why i like it more Mm because it's so different but i really like the melody on the third one
1: yeah honestly i think personally i kind of was going the same direction because i the other ones were just kind of, they, they felt kind of forced almost, whereas this one, yeah. like the emotion was kind of built in and I, I could feel a little more from just the recording even, you know, and even if it's a pretty rough demo, like I, I think I, I feel a lot more of like what's going into that riff instead of like the other ones to feel like, oh, I'm just trying to make like a punk riff or something.
2: So first week, I feel like you came out swinging Jake and it was like you had something to prove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, that said, you know, I I feel kind of the same way about my first week of like, eh, you know, it was like throwing it out there, not sure like what mm-hmm. I really wanted to do with this. Uh, the second week, you kind of really locked in, like you nailed that like, er, that 70s or that seventies or early eighties rather, uh, kind of proto-punk sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so genre specific, like I can absolutely hear like an album built in that sound but i don't know if that's the album like i want to make yeah. you know yeah yeah and then the th- the third track uh while the hold steady re- uh reference <laughs> and like inspiration really like i i hear that but it's more than that for me so like that one i feel like kind of gets more to like the natural like especially the dynamics and how you like took that progression and like added layers on top of it to be what you wanted it to be and to Mm -hmm. say what you wanted to say. Like, that's where I see like more of the songwriting, uh, kind of accomplishment that, that I think we're going for. So my vote would be track three
1: yeah it's kind of boring because we all kind of agree i think i think that's the that's the one that we all want to we see a little more potential in and we all want to kind of move forward with and explore a little more so yeah i think track three is my favorite and it's i'm glad to hear that you guys agree and as we go forward here and we try and expand these songs it's good to understand that a lot of these are going to have a lot of different dynamic ranges, and we're going to you know, go a lot of different directions, hopefully, with these different samples. But the fact that we can look at that one and say, oh, that, that one has like a specific vibe and a specific direction, uh, I think that's a good jump start to like expanding that song. And and I, I think I said when we recorded the podcast, that song would really benefit from some live drums and not me screwing up a pad. Uh, so, Jack, I'm excited <laughs> to get you... Uh, you to record some uh even just some demo tracks for us I think oh that yeah would, that would enhance that song a lot because
0: oh yeah i'm very excited to lay some drums out on that
1: ooh, like oh boy was that a sketchy drum track all right well i am
2: excited and nervous to play my three tracks again. i
1: know it's, it's hard to go back and look at all of them
2: my <laughs>
0: cat do you guys hear my cat right now no no Okay, yeah. she is purring like mother. She's like <laughs> laying on my lap and like is like fully immersed in what we're doing right now. I don't even like this cat
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you like that cat I I mean,
2: like yes, that I cat. like her
0: because she's my cat but like I'm a dog person.
2: Well your cat's gonna love my week one track. Here we go. <laughs> It's My iPhone recording. Week I like that a lot, fun. to be
1: fair. It's full. It's freaking cool. I like I it a really
0: lot. I really like that.
1: All right. Week two.
0: And here is where
2: Jared decides to just step up. Yeah. He's like, I can do Ableton. <laughs> he knows how I to do it. I got the sound pads in there. Like, we can make that. Overdubbing? I've got overdubbing. The drums cutting out here was actually a mistake. All right, and week three, crispy onions.
1: Crispy onions. I like that you named them.
2: jack what say ye
0: man i
2: really dig in the first one which Ooh, interesting
0: i don't know if that's because it sounds more raw and uncut because there's not any drums on it which definitely could be part of why i like it so much but i just see a lot of potential in that week one song just like yeah. lyrically and like what you can do lyrically with it and i i don't i just really like that first song
2: it's like a horror movie it's where you know you, you you don't show the monster till the end because once it's all out there you're like oh that's boring yes but, uh, i
0: completely agree
1: it leaves something to be desired <laughs> <laughs> what do you think jake well, so I I totally agree. I think that first track could go a lot of different directions. Uh it's funny cuz like I think the second track has a, a pretty straightforward vibe, you know, it's like it's going kind of that post-punk parquet Courts kind of direction. Yeah. The third song, I think it also is kind of kind of going along in that post-hardcore like Charlie Bliss, Pup kind of direction. Uh with that first song, I feel like it does have a lot of ambiguity to it that I I latched onto the first time and I I do still like I think that second song is a really cool post-punk song. I think that third song is a really cool like pop-punk emo song.
2: Man, I take that I take that Charlie Bliss comparison as a huge compliment.
1: That was <laughs> it was meant to be a huge compliment. I think it had that like kind of pop-punk energy but with like the post-hardcore emo kind of vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time because I I really like all these songs, but I I think I think Jack's onto something here because I I also just think that first song is very enticing in terms of exactly what direction it's going. And it's, it's funny. Cause I, I think there's so many opportunities there that I think we could explore. That's, I mean, love to hear it.
0: Your first mistake here is trusting a drummer on what they say. They think the song is cause you know, we just hit things for a living. We don't really yeah, know anything true. about anything, but you know, I'll, I'll take your agreement. I'll take it in ride.
2: I tried to give you a a song with built-in drum fill solos, and instead, you're gonna take the one that just needs a <laughs> just needs a rim shot, like quarter
1: note rim shots.
0: I mean, you know, we can do more than a rim shot there. All right, Jared, something, what do you
1: think? Something, something, shots. Yeah, Jared, oh, what's your take? Because I, I mean, like I had a pretty strong preference myself to my own track. Yeah, yeah. What's your take personally? Well,
2: the way that I write. Honestly, starts all of the things I write usually start with like the way that the first track actually was. Like, I just record on my phone and I doodle around and I'm like, this is, I play with chord shapes, I play with scales, and I find something that I think is unique and catchy. And the hope always is like, this could be built into something. Like, if this were the riff that is the cornerstone of the song, like, I don't think the riff, eh cornerstone is the wrong word, but like it could be the, I mean, the point is it's the hook. It's like what kind of grabs you, but then the strong, the song itself with what it's trying to say is what is the goal. And I've always just thought like I can write the riff, the hook, but like I want to rely on like the teamwork to actually build the song into what is something meaningful around that or in, in stride with that. All the, the the other two tracks, they both started actually the same way with like an iPhone recording. Uh, it's just I took them to that next level to yeah, compete yeah. with Jake. Um, right, it's all my <laughs> and, fault. And you can still strip those things back and like do them different ways, but it also at the same way kind of just kind of uh, solidifies in your mind of like this is the way it's going. Like this is what I've written now. So it kind of is like once you've done it, it's it's there. That said. I was really proud of that first riff, too. I mean, I'm happy to join on the bandwagon. The, <laughs> the third The third riff is something I've had for a long time, and I'm happy to keep working on it. Uh, yeah. The second one I thought was a little derivative. So,
1: yeah, let's go with that first one. Let's do it, man. We got a lot of play with here.
2: We do. I'm really hoping
0: that maybe in the future months that we actually can fight... On things, because I feel like we're all very much in agreement on <laughs> what <laughs> I mean, we like, and I think it would be very enjoyable
1: to... I would love to just be like, bro, you really think number two is the one? Uh You're, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're an man. idiot. you I tried psychotic. to start
2: something by being like, Jake, you had something to prove on the first one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just liked to do it. I just did it. I just did multi-tracks. I thought we were on the same page. So I, I, we have our two specific riffs that we're going to expand now. And, and I, think, I think what's going to be interesting is how we end up doing that. I don't know if we're going to completely separate out and, and work on it on our own or if we'll try and collaborate. But, I mean, obviously collaborating between the three of us is not going to be particularly easy with three different cities uh, right. it, it, it'll be hard to know like what's the optimal way to uh, songwrite and expand these songs to get all three of us to collaborate in a way that brings all three voices to the table
2: yeah i think i think we just do it on our own time and then when we have something that's more together we can release that to our patrons <laughs> Patreon, baby. Let's we don't. Go. A, we do
1: not have a Patreon right at now. At
2: the <laughs> at the fifty dollars a month level, you will get <laughs> exclusive access to our demo tracks as they are put together.
1: So, guys, I'm I'm happy that we you know had a little back and forth. We had to decide what were our favorites, uh, and I think we got two tracks that we're all happy with, and we all think we can uh, explore with. I'm I'm really excited for our second month as we start to to continue to expand our repertoire and keep ex- uh keep exploring some some different uh sonic patterns. Oh, that was stupid. Uh, but I'm excited to keep exploring with this, this with you guys. And uh, if anyone wants to follow along, uh, hopefully you can follow us on Spotify and on twitter at bad underscore wallpaper and as jack has informed us we will be hip with the kids and we will create an instagram and let you guys know next episode uh you guys got anything as we close out just getting on that graeme (laughs) that 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 was the correct pronunciation
2: right we we agreed on that at the beginning of the show we all
1: we all shook hands (laughs) virtually on the graeme (laughs)
0: I never shook hands on that once. <laughs> it's the Grom. The Grom.